Bible Baptist Church located at 2015 Beulah Road in Madisonville, Kentucky, would like to invite you to listen to a message of the sovereign grace of God in the Lord Jesus Christ by their pastor, David Edmondson. In Romans chapter 10, verse 16, the Apostle Paul writes, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Now Paul here did not write, but they have not all believed the gospel, though that is true. He said, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. You see, to obey the gospel is to believe the gospel, and to believe the gospel is to obey the gospel. Yet, not all have obeyed or believed. And I believe this is one of the plainest proofs of man's depravity. If God has devised a way to save sinners, a way by which he can be just and still justify the ungodly, and he has, you would suppose that the moment that any sinner heard this good news, that God would forgive sin, put sin away by the sacrifice of himself, that they would immediately bow, believe, and obey, and call upon the Lord Jesus, the only one who can save. But they have not all obeyed, believed, and called upon Christ. Now here's our problem. We've all offended God. We are all in a state of condemnation. Wouldn't you think that the very moment that the God of all grace mentioned the possibility of forgiveness, that the condemned sinner who had offended him would have sought forgiveness at his hand. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Mankind has made the gospel something that man can accept or reject, making it no more than an offer. The majority of people today simply believe that if a sinner just does the best they can do, that God will usher them right on into the pearly gates of heaven and to their mansions of glory. But the gospel is not an offer. It's a command. Salvation is not something that God has made possible. The gospel comes to men with the force of a command. Not all will be saved because they have not all obeyed the gospel. Now, you cannot speak of obeying something which has not the authority of a command. The scripture says, but now God commandeth all men everywhere to repent. This is a command to be obeyed, for it was God who commanded it. You cannot reject the gospel without incurring the guilt of disobedience to a divine command. If you reject Christ and his gospel, you are being disobedient to God himself. And the command to men and women alike is to believe the gospel, and if it's not believed, it has the death penalty attached to our disobedience. The scripture says, He that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because... 
Their deeds were evil. God commands, listen to this command, hear ye deaf and see ye blind. And this is why the deaf hear and the blind see, because God has commanded chosen men and women to do so. And with the command comes the power to obey. That's the great and glorious thing of the gospel is that God takes those who are unwilling and makes them willing in the day of his power. Believe and thou shalt live. That's not the voice of a man inviting another man to do something. That's the command of God to a sinner. And the command was and is always the same. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. They were not invited to believe. They were commanded to believe. In Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Our Lord is speaking and he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Now, does that sound like an invitation to you? Come is a command. Take is a command. You know, when my father told me to come when I was younger, it wasn't an invitation to do so. And when my mother said, take your dirty shoes off, young man, she wasn't inviting me to do so. Is the Lord inviting all to come to him? If that is so, then coming to Christ is the work of man who chooses to come. And salvation is no more than an invitation that can be accepted or rejected. But that's not the case at all. God says, come or you will die. Take or you will never rest. The Lord had just prayed to his father in verses 25 and 26 and said, I thank thee, O father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, father, for it seemed good. In thy sight. Now, is it even remotely possible that the Lord would thank God for hiding the truth from some and revealing it to others that he might then turn around and beg men and women to come to him for life? After concluding his prayer to his father, the Lord goes on to say in verse 27, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, and neither knoweth any man the Father, save or except the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. The Lord makes it abundantly clear that it's God's will to hide spiritual truths from the wise and reveal the same truths unto babes. Now, would the Lord who carries out the will of the Father then turn around and tell everyone to whom he preaches that he and his Father desire and invite everyone to come and to be saved? Well, that would be absurd and ridiculous. Verse 28 tells us who the Lord is speaking to. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And that means heavy laden with sin. And I will give you rest. The gospel is for sinners. That's who Christ came to seek and to save. He came into the world to save sinners. He came to save those who 
labor and are heavy laden, burdened with sin. Are you burdened with sin? Coming to the Lord. It's a command. It's not, it's not an invitation. This is a call and a command to every sin-cursed sinner, Jew and Gentile alike. And a command has a consequence from the one who commands it. And in this case, it's God. An invitation simply requests you to do something. But disobeying a command from God has great consequence. Ignoring an invitation does it. Now, I've been invited to many things in my life, and I was able to attend some, and some I wasn't. But I was never punished or condemned for not keeping an invitation. But I was chastised and punished many times for not heeding the command of my parents. And what makes this way of thinking and believing so dangerous is this. If our salvation is based upon you and I accepting an invitation, then it is naturally thought and believed that the acceptance of that invitation is the cause, result, and reason for us being saved. It's claiming that God made salvation possible for all, for everyone, but only those who accept his invitation will be saved. Now, I've never been to a funeral of an unbelieving lost man or woman that was not made to be saved. And what I mean by that is that they were made to be saved by the preacher because most of them at one time went to a church. Most of them at one time made a decision, accepted God's invitation. At one time, they exercised their will, accepted the invitation to be baptized, and were invited to become a member of that church. However, if the gospel is a command, and it is, and if that command is obeyed and believed, then God saves them. But if they don't obey, the consequence is dreadful. Sin was man's choice, and it was committed against God willfully and wickedly. Adam had a free will, and he chose to sin. And we have no right to sin against our Holy Creator. And when Adam sinned against God, he is man's federal head and representative. All men in him died, and we have no will. The gospel comes to the elect sinner that they may be reconciled to God. And we should have never been God's enemy. We are commanded to believe this gospel. If we trust in Christ, we'll be saved. And what God requires us to do, we cannot do apart from his divine intervention and giving of life. So if we say that we cannot trust Christ, we make God out to be a liar. And our condemnation is no one's fault but our own. It's God's right to be believed. It's God's right to be obeyed. It's God's right to be trusted. Like Moses lifted up the brazen serpent in the wilderness, we lift up Christ and cry to our hearers, look and live. This was not an invitation to look. If you didn't look, you died. The Savior is commanding you to look in order to live. And when God himself sets forth Christ as the only propitiation for sin, will you turn your back and reject so great salvation? Now hear me, if a sinner is to live, the gospel demands their obedience because it carries the authority of God with it.
And all who come to Christ on their own merits will in the end expect the glory and credit for coming. The gospel is this. God punished Christ instead of me. And therefore, being a just God, he cannot punish me too. That'd be punishing the same offense twice, which a righteous God could never do. Now, you may say, well, I'm not fit to come to Christ. All the fitness that God requires is that you feel your need of him. Strength and personal fitness is a hindrance. It's your weakness that is required, not your strength. You may say, I have nothing good about me. Your goodness doesn't stand in the way. It's your sin that Christ died to put away. So, it is without any goodness, without any fitness. It's our unholiness and our vileness that commands us to come. So, if you're laboring and are heavy laden over your sin, come to Christ and he'll give you rest. That is a command and a promise. God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. What God says, he means and he means what he says. So will you believe? You're commanded to do so. You're commanded to come to God without moving a muscle. Come to him where you are. Come to him just as you are. And you will be saved. You have been listening to a message by David Edmondson the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of God's free, sovereign grace in Christ, you can write to our mailing address at P.O. Box 652, Madisonville, Kentucky, 42431. Or log on to our website at freegraceradio.com. If you would like to come and worship with us, we meet at 2015 Beulah Road, Madisonville, Kentucky, and our service times are Sunday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock a.m., worship services begin at 11 o'clock a.m., Wednesday evening services at 7 o'clock p.m. Please tune in again next Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. for another message of God's free and sovereign grace in the Lord Jesus Christ.